hi everyone. Hello, hello. Welcome. Welcome to Beyond Small Talk every Thursday at the four o'clock Eastern Standard Time right here on IG Live with me, your host, co-host, Jackie Janik. I am a women's empowerment coach helping women uncover their purpose and define their own path in the world. And today you are watching Beyond Small Talk. Real women, real conversations, elevating womankind one talk at a time. And I'm so excited and honored to have a beautiful and very talented co-host today. Her name is Ivy Tobin and her handle is at my life as a doormat. Uh, She's an actress, an author, a producer, an empowerment influencer. She's the author of the book, My Life as a Doormat, which also happens to be our topic today. Woohoo! And she is the creator of the popular and ever successful Facebook group, The Society of Recovering Doormats. Let's get Ivy on. Now, no shame, no foul, no harm. Have you ever been a recovering doormat? Hmm. Raising my hand here. Uh, I have, and it's just... She's going to come give us some tips and tools on uh, my life as a doormat. I just requested you. We're waiting for her. Ivy Tobin, so excited and honored to have the talented Ivy Tobin on. Give it one second. It's a little delay waiting. Just uh, tap the request, Ivy, and accept. And then you could be right on with us beyond small talk live. IG every Thursday at the four o'clock hour. We'll give her one more second. Hey, Ivy. I see you waved. Um, We just requested you to join. Ah, technology people. Sometimes it happens, waiting for Ivy to come on. Again, she's an actor, an author, a producer, and she is the creator of the ever super popular Facebook page, My Life as a Doormat. Let's see. Oh, I don't know what happened, Ivy. Oh, let's see. Okay, let's see. Go live. We're trying one more time. I think we got it. Hey. Hi. Hi, Ivy. Hi, how are you? Good. How are you doing? And welcome to Beyond Small Talk. You. I, you know, me and technology, not great. So it's a- <laughs> oh, I'm here. I'm so happy to see you and meet you in person. Me too. Thank you. If everyone knows, that's okay. I mean, this is her first IG Live. Thank you so much for doing it on Beyond Small Talk. I love uh, newbies to IG Live. It's a lot of fun. And um, obviously, I told everyone you're an actress, a producer. You are no like newbie to being on camera. So this is technically challenged. (laughs) Just technically challenged. (laughs) That's okay. My husband, my patient husband, it's like when I pressed the button and I saw you and then I did something and then I turned off my phone. So, oh, but I'm I'm glad I'm here now. And here we are. (laughs) 
great. Thank you. Let's get started. So I said uh, you were the author of the book, My Life as a Doormat, and which is also the title and the topic of today's discussion. So can you give us a bit of a history? How did you birth that? How did that come about? Well, um, nothing goes in a straight line. Uh, I had spent about 10 years writing a book. And uh, the first title of it was uh, Who Cares? Then I changed it to Out There, then to What is the Chances? And the change of title came with every rejection because mm -hmm. I would write it and then I would send it to publishers and you know, trying to get an agent, a literary agent and everything. And then I finally was like so fed up that I was just gonna give up and quit and I was at my therapist's office and I was telling him, you know, I just can't do this anymore. I think I'm just gonna stop writing. And he's like, well, you know, don't stop writing, but just do something else. And he suggested I do a Facebook page. So I'm like, okay, well, um, what am I gonna talk about? You know, I really am not an expert at anything except like getting rejections and being being kind of too nice for my own good and being kind of doormatted. So I said, well, I'm a good doormat. And he's like, well, why don't you just go ahead and write something about that? So I said, okay. And I'm thinking like, well, what am I gonna write about? And, you know, then finally I said, well, I'm going to write about what it feels like to be a people pleaser and a doormat. So I started a Facebook page called the Society for Recovering Doormats. And I put away my book. And, um, you know, I didn't have any expectations. I didn't even know how to do Facebook. I just, you know, learned and probably deleted my best stuff. And But within three or four months, I had gotten the hang of it. And people started following and then it kind of grew organically. And I just went and the, the um, avenue that people were interested in talking about, you know, their feelings and how they felt marginalized, how they felt like they couldn't stand up and say no. And they always felt like um, less than intimidated by people that are doing better than them. And, that was pretty, and a lot of us were baby boomers, and that is the fifth plus group. And by the end of the second year, it had really taken off a life of its own. And then um, my therapist, I, had, I stopped seeing him then because then I didn't really need that much therapy. So I um, started with self-help books instead. But so um, I was talking to him and he said, so like, you know, what, so what are you doing with your book? And I'm like, oh my God, yeah, my book, my book. I, so I went back and I went through the book and I realized that the main character in the book was like a doormat, even though I hadn't even um, intended it to be like that. So I said, well, you know, I'll make her more of a doormat, give her bigger problems and issues and integrate that with the people that I'm involved with every day on a daily basis. So that's how my life as a doormat was born. 
and uh, how it exists today and how it is uh, currently being translated from book to film because I'm doing an independent TV series that's currently on the film festival circuit. And congrats. Yeah, uh, that's awesome. Well, it's like best laid plans. You know, I had all these plans, yeah. this and this and this, and none of them worked out. And, you know, I think um, as you get older, you just start realizing that you kind of just have to take life as it comes and that you know many things are just not in our control and you just do the best with what you have and you know i've been very happy and and very grateful for everything that's been happening since this started and it just uh came out of not really knowing how to do it, but just wanting to do it. Mm -hmm. And where there's a will, there's a way. And I'm exactly. not platitudes today, because I'm sure you've seen yeah. them. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that you, it's called like my life as a dormant. Do you have, like, have you seen similar traits of like women? And I'm, I mostly talk about women. That's who I work with. Um, but that have those there are men, I'm sure, as doormats too. Yes, yes. I just happen to speak women language better than men language. Um, like similar traits of women who um, are doormats. Like what does that look like? Or sometimes what, how does that feel? Well, Jackie, I have a list compiled and I'll, I'll read because I don't want to leave anything out. And it's the 10 signs that you are a doormat. Okay, so the number one sign is accept, accepting and justifying unacceptable behavior. Number two, you assume responsibility for others' bad moods. Three, blaming yourself for everything. Four, accepting blame from others even if you aren't to blame, even if you weren't there. Five, this is a huge one that I really have worked hard to overcome, and it's continuously apologizing. Six. Mm. My mother's listening, Ivy, right there. This is why I wanted her on this episode. She's listening. I see her. Ma, pay attention. Listen up. Go ahead. Sorry. I just want to prompt my mother. <laughs> totally get it. Believe me. And she's yeah. in that baby boomers uh, demographic. So, you know, it's the way you were raised to be nice, not make waves to, you know, do everything for other people and put yourself last and don't hurt anybody's feelings and go with the flow. And I mean, it's wonderful to be like that, but at what price it's mm -hmm. is, is eventually you end up hitting 50 and you're not doing anything you want to do. You're just accommodating others. You're feeling very invisible. And um, you don't even realize that you have a voice and that you have every right to say, hey, you know what? I don't like that movie. Or, you know what? I, I don't really want to go to that restaurant. And nobody's going to hate you. Nobody's is going to think you're a bad person. And, um, you know, 
everybody wants to be liked. And with people yeah. that are pleasers, people pleasers, mm -hmm. a very, uh, you know, it's really uh, toxic to mm. be to that extent because the person you're being toxic to is yourself. And, you know, you have to love yourself. And that's another platitude. And I'm sorry, you know, I won't, I won't do any more platitudes. But anyway, <laughs> we're at number six. <laughs> I'm reading it because I can't remember anything. Um, <laughs> others to demean you by staying silent. Avoiding confrontation at all costs. Negating your feelings to accommodate others. And this is really huge. And I, it really was a big, big step for me to overcome. It's um, not being happy unless everyone in the room is happy. Mm -hmm. so that would mean if, you know, somebody could be with 20 people and somebody, you know, was upset or in a bad mood, it would infringe on my um, right and uh, to be happy. I would feel like I did something or, you know, I feel, well, they're not happy and, you know, what can I do to make them happy? And it's really freeing to realize that you're not responsible for other people's feelings. You can't, you can't um, fix them. You can't make their life better. You know, and people. Yeah, that's an inside job. Mm -hmm. People pleasers spent a lifetime of trying to just everything fine for everybody. And so basically, that is the whole um, summary of the Society for Recovering Doormats. And we have two private. So if anyone's listening, yeah, and they and they read your 10 and just heard this, and I have definitely um, have partaken in some way, shape, or form, and probably all 10, you know, like in some point of my life or some circumstances, I'm sure everyone listening as well can relate to some part, um, then what's next? Like, so we identified, we, okay, so we're people pleasers, we tend to be doormats. Um, what do we what can we do about that? We could join the Facebook group, and I'm sure get right free. I don't, I mean, everything I do is because I love doing it. Honestly, it's like I picked a career where I'm guaranteed to make little to no money, you know, acting, writing. I'm not complaining, I'm just saying it's real, just my heart path. Yeah. To be doing all of what I'm doing. Um, so the, the, the next step I would say is once you realize that you um, are people pleasing. This isn't what you wanted to do, this isn't what you want to would say you the first tool that is very easy is learn how to say no just set boundaries and I didn't even know what a boundary was until I was close to 50 years old I didn't even know what that was really I just you know lived my life and accommodated every 
somebody else. And I didn't realize that, wow, I don't have to tell everybody everything. I don't have to share something if I don't want to. It's not being secretive. It's just a boundary. And I think mm -hmm. once you learn to say no, that that is a huge step in the right direction. And that will... And I say, say sorry, saying no is a complete sentence. I think yeah. that's another step forward, that you could say no without an explanation. Like, uh, no, <laughs> period. Like, um, I could say no without an explanation. I feel like women try to, and I try to explain if I'm, like, disappointing someone or feel like I'm disappointing them or, oh, you're not happy because I said no. Now I've got really good at just saying no. No. <laughs> I, I definitely am honored to be in your presence. Um, you can say, uh, I, no, I can't give you an answer right now, and why don't you check back with me? And if anybody knows me personally would think that I'm full of it because I would never say something like that, but you could say yeah. that instead of saying no, or you could say, um, I'm not able to commit right now, or mm -hmm. I understand that you need my help, but um, I'm just not able to say yes to that. Uh, I'm honored that you would ask me, but I, I don't know, I can't. And it goes on and on. And all of this is available over on my site. And I also have two subgroups that are private that you can come over and just request to be a member of. One is called the Society for Recovering Doormats No More Narcissist Group, where that's really growing every day. We have almost 3,000 people over there. And then another group called Matt Chat, where I wrote a workbook, which has everything that I'm talking about in it, a very simplified uh, dummies guide to how to be a recovering doormat. It's for people who just want, give me the basics, give me an outline. So I wrote a workbook. It's a downloadable PDF that you can get from my website for $1.95. And you can get all these posters. So if anybody wants, wants it, they certainly, it would be my pleasure to send it to them. And I'll put all that information on um, the IG live. And now that we're beyond small talks on Spotify, I'll include that link there as well. Um, but that's such a nice offer, $1.95. Well worth it to get some more tips and tools. Can you offer another tip about uh, recovery from being a doormat? Um, okay, so we did the boundaries. The boundaries did, is a big one. That's huge. That's another big. And also... Um, Realize, don't make excuses for people. People will show you who they are, so you really need to believe them the first time. And oh, my God. That one is so big that you just said that. My cousin used to tell me that all the time. My cousin, Janine, she's up watching. She passed two years ago. But she used to always, always say that to me. And I hope my mother is still on and listening because she is notorious. Is she going to give me – she doesn't know how to, like, I don't know, thumbs up or whatever. But, Ma, listen to what Ivy's saying right now. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, so that is really um, – 
you know, as a people pleaser, you make excuses. Oh, they don't feel good. Headache. Uh, it was an oversight. They didn't mean it. Maybe next time it'll be different. Um, you know, there's a whole litany of excuses you can give, but you know, your gut knows. Mm-hmm. Person is the way they are acting. And you should just go with that. You shouldn't give any more chances because right. you're a good person and you put, you know, positive energy and goodness out there. Those are the people that you want to be around. You, you, uh, you know, and you don't owe them any kind of explanation. And there we go back to no, no. Yeah. And no. You boundary. And so those are, you know, those are three pretty key cornerstone foundations of recovering from doormatism. <laughs> Thank you. And I think I want like people to know that it takes practice, you know, like, um, it might be that's why you gave some really nice sentences to use instead of no, because if you're a real people pleaser, like hardcore to the core, saying no probably feels so challenging and so disappointing. And so maybe just like a word that you're not used to saying that this takes practice. This isn't going to happen tomorrow. But, you know, again, identifying some of your doormat people pleaser traits, which, you know, in the 10, we're going to pass that along to everybody that you read out. And here, boundaries, saying no, or a version of no, and believing when people show you who they are like I find that one sometimes is a bit challenging for me because I tend to feel um, and give people the benefit of the doubt like oh maybe and I'm like but like you said listening to your gut like your intuition was really telling you the truth right but sometimes I tend to ignore mine but people really do show up and show you who they are they really do they do they absolutely do but you know, and, and what you said before, Jackie, it really, it takes a long time. It's all behavioral and you have to practice, practice, practice until it becomes second nature. And once you um, get the hang of it and you think, I'm recovered, I'm cured, I'm a dormant <laughs> you have to be really careful because at any moment you can slip backwards. And Mm -hmm. um, it's like being a recovering alcoholic, a recovering drug addict. You're never free of this. You are in recovery until the, you know, until the end. That's just, that's your vice. And you're a recovering. That's why I say, the Society for Recovering Doormats, because you can be a newbie, you can be just starting your recovery, or you can be a doormat uh, in a strong recovery, like myself, I would say a good 15, 14 years going on 15. Mm-hmm. I, I know the minute that I had realized, wait, no more, that something had to change. And it was about 14 years ago. And, um, you know, it's been a long haul, but I really feel much happier. And, 
you know, we're entitled to feel happy and, and enjoy our life. So that's, uh, you know, I'm off the floor and out the door, Matt no more, but there's always a chance to slip. So you just have to, you just have to be aware of it. Yeah, I think awareness and acceptance is key. Like how you were saying that this is a process. It's a lifelong process. And right, it's a recovery process. It's not like you'll never, like you'll totally get rid of it. It'll always some way, some form be a part of you. But that's also, that's okay. Like accepting, okay, this is my vice. Just being aware of it is like, I think in awareness and acceptance. And I think sometimes acceptance might be hard to see yourself as this certain way without judgment. You know, like I have vices too. You know, like we all have some sort of vice and just be like, okay, accept it. That's just who you are. And it's okay. It's okay. You know, I think you, I think you said it perfectly because I don't look at being a doormat as a bad thing. I really don't. I look at it a nice person, a caring person, a good individual, an authentic person, someone who is going to, you know, keep their word. And that's a wonderful thing. So I really do not look at being a doormat or a recovering doormat as a bad thing. It, it just is what it is. And I'd rather be a doormat or a recovering doormat than a narcissist, or a uh, person with uh, agendas, or somebody is just, you know, running games by you. I'd rather just be a recovering doormat. It's really yeah. a good place. And I think a lot of people with this movement have embraced it. And it's like, okay, so what, you know? It doesn't really mean anything negative. It doesn't. It's the same way people now are okay to take medication for anxiety, depression, for mental illness, because you know what? It's a condition. It's okay. It isn't like it was back in the 70s or the 80s even, where, oh my God, you know, you didn't talk about your aunt Carolyn because she has to take pills because she <laughs> there was a lot of judgment and there's I think it's getting better like you said from in the past I remember too just even saying oh therapy again I'm going to bring up my mom my mom's in therapy it was I'm airing all her shit today but um it's true like there was like I felt like even a judgment around saying it but now it's like I think well one I think everyone should have some form of therapy women's circle coaching um some community like recovering doormats where they can express themselves where they can share their feelings without judgment and be around like-minded people I think that's really one, like, such a pillar and a foundation of creating joy in your life is having this sort of outlet. Yeah, that's one of the benefits of technology. You know? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, connect with people instantly. And, you know, they just need to make it a little easier for the technically challenged people. <laughs> yes, I, yes. Formatted by... <laughs> 
<laughs> so uh, can you tell us, so what's next? What's next for? Yeah. I've been, um, I have my TV series, an independent TV series that is adapted loosely from the book, My Life is a Doormat. And we filmed the pilot last May in, in New York. And then we had our premiere screening in December in Manhattan. And then the process is after you do that, then you go on the film festival circuit where hopefully you'll meet people that are interested in developing your ideas. Um, and, you know, you'll get a contract and, you know, HBO, Netflix. Mm -hmm. Oh, you know, they'll want to take your uh, your series and and um, hopefully let you come on board in some capacity to work work on it and buy it. And um, at the present moment, our series has been on the film festival circuit. All of it is uh, virtual because of COVID. So mm -hmm. we online events and um, my producer, Mitch, who I've known since I'm 10 years old, he has been like, we've worked side by side on this project for the past almost two years. And, you know, he does all the admin and all the technical. He doesn't even let me go near the computer. The, the, <laughs> the yeah. They disappear afterwards, so that's fine with me. But um, yeah, so we've won four awards so far. We've been um, accepted into nine film festivals. One of them is wow. going to be happening early October, uh, the Long Island International Film Expo, Life in Long Island, New York. And uh, there'll be links up if you want to attend it virtually. We've been nominated for Best Web Series. Yay! And then Yay, that's awesome. Congratulations. Yeah, we have to put that up and you have to pass along that information. Again, I see my mom and a few of her friends on and people that I think would really enjoy, um, and myself included, I want to continue to support and uh, see where this, goes and congratulations like that's huge congrats excited about that and then there's another one that we also is coming up in uh october the toronto international uh nollywood film festival and that is taking place in toronto and they just let us know that that is also going to be virtual so mm. you know it's it's kind of disappointing because it's yeah. you know, I would love to be attending these festivals and meeting with other filmmakers and, you know, other creatives. And it, now it's just virtual. It, A virtual world for now, yeah. Hmm. Well, all, but still, yeah, congratulations. Yeah. Definitely um, a work of love. It just... Hmm been you know the whole project has been just pure joy in terms of creating and the people I got to work with and the just you know I I'm very grateful that I've had this whole experience with it and 
you know, I just let it go organically where it will go. I submit it and we have 20 episodes of content in a pitch deck ready to be developed. So awesome. It's yay. You can tell you're glowing when you talk about it. And it's so nice to see like the passion and the purpose come through. It really is. Thank you so much for sharing that. Well, you know, in, especially now when there's yeah. all this stuff going on, you have to have a reason to get out of bed and you have to have something that's going to bring you joy besides Haagen-Dazs ice cream, right? <laughs> yeah. Or a cocktail. Yes, but yes, exactly. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And again, can you tell everybody, go, if you, for free, they can join your Facebook group, yeah. um, the Society of Recovering Doormats. Go onto Facebook, search, and you can find that. Also, your 10 signs that you're a doormat is on your website? It's on my website. It's also included in the $1.98 or 95 I don't know like under two bucks, the um, PDF download that's available over on my website, which is www.thesocietyforrecoveringdoormats.com. So great. And um, if anybody's interested in following the film, we have um, a website called uh, my life as a doormat the series.com and a Facebook group called my life as a doormat the series so uh, thank you for that I'm going to include that in some of the show notes because we all should be a part of this and join a community of uh, like-minded um, recovering doormats. So thank you. Thank you, Ivy, so much. Thank you for your tips. And if you uh, want to hear this again, follow us on IGTV or now we're on Spotify under Beyond Small Talk with Jackie Janik. Uh, all the links will be attached in the IGTV. Ivy, thank you. This was such an honor to meet to see you in person well, finally. Thank you. Pleasure. And I'm just so excited that I did it learned how to do an Instagram live thing. Yeah, I'm glad you had your first with me. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for listening. Beyond Small Talk every Thursday, the 4 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Catch us next week again or on Shopify. Shopify. I always say Shopify because I'm always thinking about shopping. Oh. Uh, Spotify or IGTV or catch our faces on YouTube too. So thank you again, Ivy. Thank you, everyone. Go on Facebook. Follow the recovering the Society for Recovering Doormats. Thank you, Ivy. Have a great day, everyone. Have thank you.